The most honest man in all the podcasting, handsome Jackie Jones, along with my left-hand man tonight, The Flea. Yeah. I am doing very well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm still pumped up from yesterday. Yeah, this was an amazing pay-per-view. Forbidden Door 2023. Uh, For me, it's definitely the pay-per-view of the year so far. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Had one of the best matches I've ever seen. Not just of I, the year. I, I put up yeah. like one of the, my best matches I've ever seen. Two two matches that I would put on my, like, you know, top list. And if not for one, I think like the other one, I'd remember forever. But the one was just crazy madness. Yeah, and we'll get into this, but it was, I'll be honest, the, the, the placings of the, uh, the, the, the uh the Kenny Omega match after that, I'm like I don't know if anything could follow that and I don't yeah. really think they did but the crowd was still into the whole show which I think is uh shows a lot for everyone involved. Oh my God, how the crowd stayed that up the entire time was beyond me. I I was tired watching it on TV. Yeah, I was in like, the whole was thing though. Like, I know it's five hours, but it's all wrestling. I've seen uh, people complain. Uh, but it's, usually, it's people who don't like it, who don't like AEW to begin with, and I don't think they even saw the show, but complain there was too many matches. And yeah, um, I mean, when I buy a pay per view, a wrestling pay per view, and it's fifty bucks, I want it to have a lot of matches. Absolutely, yeah. The more the better. I mean, even if you know you watch it, and if you've got to go to bed early or something, you've got it. You've bought the pay per view. You can watch the rest of it tomorrow. 
And if that's the worst thing you can say about it, which I think it is, yeah, having 14 matches ain't that bad. No, no. Ah, uh, Vic Schiavone first. A big shout-out to Vic Schiavone. Tony Oberstyle, let's go! We got Daddy Deadpool in here. Decent pay-per-view. I think that's an understatement, but we'll, yeah. you know, eat your own. How are you, Nasty Neil? I'm doing well. And also, how's Troy? Excellent. All I'm is well. I'm not sure who that is, but Facebook user, we love you. And Kyle of Wegner. Hi, guys. It's Kyle of the of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Nice. So come on over if you're joining on Facebook, wherever you are. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and hit the like button on YouTube. And if you can, help and support In Your Head. And uh, we're going to get right into the show here in a minute. But help support In Your Head. You can become a Headyverse member. And if you do that, you get uh, exclusive little emojis. So you can use 8-bit Kamalas and King Kong Bundies and... Nothing wrong there was going to be a pallbearer, but right after last week, someone joined, and it, we 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 were allowed to add a new emoji, and then uh, someone canceled, so oh. so we're, we couldn't add it. So if we get one more tonight, uh, we will be able to. Oh, actually, I believe that they are back, so I believe oh. we will actually be able to uh, launch pallbearer uh, later tonight. Yahoo! Big thanks to uh, the Headyverse members. It starts only three bucks. Three bucks, you get the emojis. And you'll also get uh, the archives of Jackie Jones show when I come on live like I did Saturday. And they'll be free live originally. And then they'll go to archive if I do a collision post show. So if you want those, you can join the $3 uh, tier. $5, become a Hall of Famer and you get all that stuff. And you also get a shout out on all the shows. Names in the credits. And you will also get access to the original two. Well, they're going to be all the shows eventually, but starting right now, the original 2005 episodes remastered. They're cleaned up the audio and unedited for the first time. Ooh. So you can get Too those. Cool. And producer, and you'll get producer credit on the show. And I'm working on you'll get a producer credit on IMDb when we get all the uh, In Your Head episodes up on IMDb. Oh, too cool. So shout out Steven Simmons. Simply Ravishing, Mikey B, Travis Sandow, Vic Schiavone, Brian Matthew Clutter, Raider Dre, Stephen Butler, and a special shout out to our producers, Bruce and El Santos World. Nice. Good folks. Exactly. We'll give them the... Daniel Garcia dance, mm-hmm. which is a very awkward and I love it kind of dance. Hell yeah! And Neil and I and we, uh, Jack and I, we didn't even talk about it, but we went both went with no because we're a uh, goal delete. Yeah, we we're uh, you know about a half hour apart. Neither of us knew what we'd be wearing, and uh, yeah, both went with elite shirts. Interesting. Yeah. I've got my banner up. And uh, so we're going to go over the pay-per-view. And also, I, I just got this today, so I decided not to open them Ooh. open live on the show. My pro awesome. wrestling crate came in the mail. We'll do that later on. I hope it has a happy little figure. Don't they always? Oh, they always have. Uh, yeah, they're a great deal. The mini 30, fake guys. 30 bucks, and you get two T-shirts, which cost 25 or $35 now a piece. So you get two of those. You get uh, one of the micro brawlers, which are super sweet. An autograph, 8x10, a pin, and then a couple of random uh, fun stuff. Awesome. 
So, uh, the pre-shows, I think I missed this one. Um, Tom Lawler uh, versus <gasps> Pentico. No, uh, the long... Oh, I, I thought Lawler's match they just canceled because it was going to be Lawler against... Against um, Adam uh, Cole. Cole, but oh, maybe I didn't see it either then. I didn't yeah, know so that existed. It was changed to Serpentico, and I'm wondering if that was like oh. an actual dark match that wasn't even on the pre-show. I could have been then. Because I, I didn't see it. Yeah, me either. And I was worried because Adam Cole's coming back from his injury and stuff, but I, I heard today that what, um, so he was at um, Comic-Con Saturday, and then him and Britt flew to the pay-per-view Sunday, and uh, he had a fever and was sick. Oh. He probably got sick at, at the in the Comic Con. Maybe you you know COVID. I don't know. But yeah, not that that's good. But I don't think it's like he's you know messed up and will be out for a while. Uh, beats the shit out of getting like another concussion or something like that. You know. That yeah, he might yeah, that's what I was worried about. From. Right. Yeah. So uh, Josh says, "In your head, greater than Raw." Boom. Yes. Not that I don't necessarily think that's great praise, but <laughs> I agree. All right. So then, uh, the first of the pay per view matches was uh, the Mogul Embassy, which is Swerve Strickland, Toa Leona, Brian Cage, and Bishop Khan versus uh, with Prince Nana versus Chaos, Rocky Romero, Chuck Taylor, and Brent Beretta. Austin was the best friends with El Desperado. El Desperado, who I was happy to see, because I, I don't think he was part of last year's uh, Forbidden Door. And he's he's one of those guys I think is just really, really talented. I yeah. love his mask. I love his look. I, I think he's really good. Yeah, uh, this was a fun, you know, uh, I'll be honest. So I turned on the, the pre-show, and at first I was like, uh-oh, I see a lot of empty seats, but the place filled up as the show yeah. went on. And then I realized, you know, people are actually just coming in during this. Yeah, it was a good way to set set it off, I think. Set a right from the get-go that it was going to be a fun night, like, you know, jam-packed with action, and the crowd was going to be pretty hot because yeah. they were even into this match. And, you know, yeah. when you're talking about the opener, you don't always get that. Yeah, and as far as I know, I don't think there's, like, any big feud going on here, 12-minute mm. uh, eight-man match. I was and just, I, you know, it was fun. It was the big guys against the, the smaller dudes. And, yep. and I thought it was, I, I think it's a good move. I don't know how long ago they went from, I forget, what what did they call the mogul team before? But kind of combining it with the embassy and being yeah, the mogul yeah. embassy. Because yeah. I think it's better to have those guys with Swerve. I agree. Because Swerve's that, a much better mouthpiece than those, those guys. Those original guys they had with Swerve, they were just got off. Oh, they, they were like were untrained, like, you know, just muscle dudes, which yep. was very out of place uh, in AEW, really even almost in modern wrestling today, because you don't really see just jacked up guys who aren't, like, trained. Yeah, they can't do anything. No, yeah. I think, like, the closest would be uh, almost. Yep. Uh, but he's, like, a freak size. These were just, yep. you know, big dudes. Yep. And so I think he he blends much better with that group. I think it's kind of an upgrade for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing them Honestly, together no, all the nothing time. Nothing against Prince Nana's been on the show, but I, I don't know if you really need Prince Nana with the group. I think Swerve would probably fit in well as the uh, mouthpiece manager kind of role. Like the, That's Christian true. sort of is. Yep, I agree. Uh, so this, oh, I want to say, too, uh, uh, I, I thought Rampage was good this week. Rampage has been good the last two weeks. 
And uh, for people who don't know, uh, it was the debut of um, John Morrison, who is now Johnny oh, TV. Yeah. Yep, and, which I and, thought was cool. Yeah, he's with Q. I don't know. QT Marshall has always been a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> I felt bad for Hobbs and Nothing, but I don't know. I, I'll have to see more of it. But him and John Morrison had a little bit of chemistry going on. So I don't, I'll yeah. wait and see how this goes. Jonathan Bat. Jackson says he's not watched wrestling for since the 70s, but he was a big fan of the Mogul affiliates. Yeah. Because he loved oh. Trench. Oh, well, who wouldn't? And he was, was he the big goofy guy with the neck tattoo? Yeah, he was, was he the poor man's, uh, no, oh. there was like the poor man's uh, Lesnar, and then there was a, like a guy <laughs> with a bunch of prison tats. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Jackie and the Fleet, do you see Orange and a Jungle Boy besides Hook brewing soon? Ooh. Well, we will see. we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But um, so uh, I, I first of all, I don't think uh, all the pre-show matches were fun, but none of them were must see. So if you did miss them, like um, you know, they were good, but it wasn't like you have to go out of way to see them. Yeah, and I think it was kind of neat because I think each one picked up a little bit. You know, it started had, off, and this one was fun. The the first one was fun. Yeah, and you get your spot when uh, I noticed lately, which is pretty cool. Whenever they do the give them give everybody what they want, it usually kind of costs them because they do that. Then the then the heels start beating the shit out of them. Oh yeah, yep, yep. Man, Jackson, he knows more about these guys than we do, and he hasn't watched it in fifty seven years. He says, wow. uh, Parker Boudreaux is the Wish version of Brock Lesnar. Trench is a guy with all the face tats. Oh okay. Uh, Athena versus Billy Starks. I didn't know who Billy Starks was. This was nope, the first uh, match in the either. Owen Hart women's tournament. Yeah, this one, I, I actually got to say, like, to start off, I didn't know if I was going to like this match because it started off a little slow. Yeah, and I, I, did, I actually like um, Athena. I haven't seen yep. her too much since she's uh, Ring of Honor now. And um, Billy Starks, I just didn't know who they were. So it was All right. I did think it was weird there was none of the uh, the Asian women because they've used a lot of Asian women since the beginning of AEW, but none on the um, Forbidden Door show. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure why because now that they have not only their own um, you know ladies division on New Japan, but then like, well, I guess Willow would because she's the yeah she's the strong, the strong champ, yeah. Uh, El Phantasmo versus Stu Grayson. I did not. I had not realized that Stu had left the Dark Order, which I think is. Uh, I. Uh, I would just disband the Dark Order at this point. I think they run its course, and then when you never had the replacement leader, I think it just kind of was just there, just around, and I don't know. I don't, I don't think there's really much uh, benefit of anyone being in it, and I think uh, some of the you could. Pick out some of the guys. Obviously, Johnny Hungy's over. Oh, yeah. uh, push him as a singles guy. He was really over for a while, then he got hurt. I mean, he's still over, but he was getting like pushed yeah. and stuff on TV. Yeah, I think Evil Uno has run his course. It might be time to wish yeah. him the best. Yeah, nothing. I know he's a buddy of everybody's. Maybe you can find a position for yeah. him, you know, doing something. Or uh, maybe just a full-time manager. I thought this match had a ton of fun moments in it. Like, Fantasma is one of those guys, like, I don't see enough of him because I think he is so talented. And, like, when he came out with the Jericho jacket, 
you know, when it was all lighting up and everything. Yeah. And he just does some of the he's pretty effortless with how like smooth he is because mm-hmm. he can do some crazy moves. And then when he does some of his comedy stuff, like when he gave uh, Grace and the Purple Nurple, that was that I marked out for that. He doesn't love a purple nurple. Yep. So this is fun. So then, um, oh, by the way, I also wanted to mention that uh, Renee and uh, your boy, RJ City, were doing RJ! He's the best. Even um, even that guy, even uh, Cornette's Lackey, I heard, putting over RJ City. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah RJ, I think, like, um, I, I think they should give him more stuff. Like, when they let him do some you know, backstage interviews and things like that. I think it's always a great time. Yeah, it was the first time I had seen him. I, I've seen him online and stuff, but yep. it was my first time actually seeing the guy. Just a, a great, like, character. Just, like, a lot of fun. And he's clever. He's witty. I dig him. He'd be an excellent in-your-head guest, I believe. Yeah. Work on it. If you're out there watching... Uh, Juan Wyatt, thoughts on Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, he's a guy that's really improved since he came in. I always thought he had potential, was you know pretty green, and um, I think he's kind of all around great uh, total yeah. package right now. I think they really broke him and Starks up too soon. I think you could have ran with them for a little while, and then when you did the split, uh, you could have done a longer feud than a couple matches. But I'm a big fan of both guys. Yeah, I think they should have kept that whole. Uh, team Taz together a little longer because I like Taz as like the mean manager guy. Yeah, he was a kind of a miserable prick. He, he was wasn't great. too bad on, on this show. No, but but it did pick up when he yeah he, he took he, a powder and Shivani came on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think overall he's a bad comic. I think and better, he's better did a better job. Serious manager. Losing mm. uh, Gubernables yeah. de Japon Shingo. Keiji, is that how you say it? Bushi and um, Takahashi. Oh, this was also on the uh, pre-show, right? Yeah, that was the last of the pre-show ones. And yeah, they were so taken sorry, on the United Empire. Which was Jeff Cobb, Kyle Fletcher, and TJP. Who I don't know if you were familiar with him either, Neil, because he, he was a team, I mean, an L.A. dojo strong style guy and then, i think like, he was in wwe for a while wasn't he? oh maybe he was maybe he came through there first and then went because he made a, he may have made the jump when um maybe not no days off the guy looks like a oh he's in tna for a little oh, okay like here and there i guess oh yeah he All was right, in wwe I, I for, for a few years oh was he yeah that's what i remember i remember him in wwe brief also see you knew him before i did yeah but he's a real talented kid too, and like, I I thought this was a really good match. I I enjoyed like everybody's stuff. They really let the big guys work well in this one. Like I think Cobb got over big time and Shingo. They yeah. were like really just exploding people out, and Cobb's just so athletic and so powerful that it's silly. That's I mean, I, I think was... at one time he just grabbed Bushi and like threw him up in the air and gave him like a, a power slam. Yeah, I saw um, some of the uh, – I mean, primarily people really liked the show, but I saw, uh, you know, a few of the people attacking it uh, who I don't think really even watched it because they'd mentioned 
about all the the dives and stuff. And while some of the matches did have some dives, uh, overall, uh, this show was more about hard-hitting wrestling. Oh, and yeah. a lot of, like, stiff dives and clotheslines and, and strikes. And, uh, like, the main event was just, like, a pure mat wrestling. Oh, yeah. But I like that, too. I mean, I... I um. I'm a big fan of Jeff Cobb. He's the style that I like, kind of like uh, uh, the Steiner brothers in their prime. Right. Yeah. Uh, Taz. Yeah. A lot of suplexes. Yeah, the and, big you know, throws and stuff. Yep. And just the, you know, uh, stocky dude. I like that kind of that kind of wrestler. Yeah. yeah, he's pretty much, I think, like if you were building the perfect wrestler, you you know, 5'10", 275 pounds of Cobb might be it. Yeah, and he'd be uh, if he would stick around. He's a perfect guy to. You can match him up with so many of the AEW guys. He can play the big man. Yep. Do all the cool moves, and he, can, he also knows how to take the other moves. So, I don't know. I th- uh, um, I'm a big fan of his. I, I would like to see him more, but I believe I guess he makes good money in Japan. So. Yeah, he probably does. And then like his team's so good anyway. Like the United Empire is just kind of stocked because. It's those guys, and then you know Fletcher's partner with Aussie Open when he's hurt. Yeah, I mean he's hurt now, and Will Osprey, he's like the team leader, and a lot of the times you'll get Cobb tagging with um, the Great Ocon, who I also love. So like that's a that's like a whole faction that I, I'm really big on. I love those guys. Juan Wyatt, the crazy elephant in the room, uh, Goldberg versus Ryback. Um, I think um, at Ryback's height, you could have done that match, and it would have been cool. Uh, I don't think it really would mean anything at this point. No. Unfortunately, that might have a good bum fight in like an alley or something. <laughs> I I used to I used to be a fan of Ryback, and honestly, since he he's been gone and he's on Twitter, I kind of see why he was never really used higher because. Yeah, if that's always been like if he's always had that mentality. Yeah, I can't imagine. It's a lot of fun to be around the guy. No. Um, MJF. Uh, so so this opened the show. And if you didn't hear the little thing, you know, um, MJF's reasoning on collision, maybe be like, you know, what the hell? This makes no sense. But I thought it was uh, smart how they did this because MJF versus Tanahashi is for the AEW title. So in theory, this should either be in the main event or near the top of the sh- of the car, but it's also not for this card. Co- for this card specifically and this audience, it's not going to be the top match, right? So instead of like taking your champion and just he's opening the show with no reason other than it really isn't going to live up to the other matches. Um, they had MJF say, "I'm only going to do this if." I can be on first so I can get out of here and not waste my time in Canada and not watch these Jay Bruins wrestle. Which I thought was smart. Oh yeah, that's I mean the perfect heel setup there. Mm-hmm. And um I thought this was actually a really good match, Joe. Um completely different than the other stuff you're gonna see on this show, besides maybe like yep. the sting match. Because it was um <clears throat> it was old school heel stuff. Yep. And so that made it stick out and it made it entertaining. Oh yeah, I, I I thought that was when you could kind of tell that the main show had started because the crowd really got into it, mm-hmm. and like it was just perfect because you had the consummate heel in MJF, just a prick spitting on tradition, all that stuff, and I don't think you could like. There's something about uh, 
Tanahashi, something about the ace that, like, he is the perfect good guy. Like, I don't think you could boo this guy if you wanted to. I mean, he's so uncool. He's cool. He's playing his air guitar and yeah, being like yeah. a jackass. And, like, yeah, there's and just nothing lovable like, about him. I'm going to take the air guitar and shove up your ass. And, and MJF, <laughs> yeah. MJF in this one really played the old school heel doing a lot of the little tricks. Yep. Which uh, Tanahashi, very a lot of charisma, super over, but also broken down a lot. So, oh, yeah. um, you know. Uh, yeah, I think he's 47 <clears throat> years old, you know. Yeah, and worked the, you know, real hard style. Yeah. And so uh, MJF really went all out to do all the little tricks of pro professional wrestling heel, which uh, made this very entertaining in its, uh, its own yep. right. And then he sold like a mother. I mean, I don't know if he ever gets the prompts that he deserves. Oh, he's a great that. wrestler. He's not yep. just a great uh, character. He's a he, and he's another guy. He was always you could always tell like, oh, this guy's got it. Yeah. But oh, when yeah. he was given the ball, I think he improved greatly on his physique, his look, oh, and without uh, a in, doubt. his in ring. It does, is anybody like? I mean, he's kind of like Jay White with like, like just the tiniest amount of body fat now. Like he is so ripped. It's great. Yeah, he looks awesome. Yeah, and like when Tanahashi gave him the leg whip, the what do they call it? The dragon, dragon screw, screw or whatever. Yeah. And and he was selling that knee and did it the entire match. Like he dropped him down with that backbreaker and then hurt his own leg again. And he's mm -hmm. hopping around. I mean, it was just awesome. It was just great stuff, I thought. Yeah. And I think uh, MJF's a guy you could, because uh, some people like uh, that I watch in the 80s wouldn't fit in today. And there's guys today that wouldn't have got over in other areas because of their height or, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, um. MJF, I really think you could drop in any era and he would be a top guy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He's that good, yeah. Yeah, so this one, like, it, it just, that was like the perfect matchup, I think, especially to start off the show because, it, like I said, it was the top, you know, the perfect bad guy against the perfect good guy. And, like, there was such, like, high energy and, like, you could tell the crowd was feeling great. And, like, and it kind of, went the entire show even like if heels won the crowd they were kind of you know still with the baby face going hey that's all right you'll get them next time you know all is well and then they were super over when any of the faces would win so it it really set the tempo i think i think this was brilliant to have that match first and then the next match honestly uh similar in a lot of ways because um it was a there was a lot of old oh, school yeah. uh, psychology in this one too. CM Punk comes out, uh, the crowd. Um, there were there are later on, especially uh, people cheering him, but uh, heavily boos here. Uh, Collision. Oh, yeah. He came out to boos, and then it really became a dueling. Um, you know, CM Punk and boos. This was more boos, and Punk eats it up. He's definitely not oh, a guy. Man. I think he probably excels honestly as a heel, even though he's a great baby face. But he's definitely not a guy who comes out there and if he's supposed to be the babyface and he gets booze and he gets flustered and doesn't know what to do because he really uh, he really loves it. Oh, he played it played it up to the full. And it was perfect because Kojima, who, like, I think he's like a 33-year veteran or something. He's in his mid-50s. And, like, so he's probably the same age as, uh, as old man Suzuki, you know? Right. And... Um, so, like, the crowd was going to be behind him regardless because, you know, it's the old veteran guy. And uh, 
And, like, he's kept himself in good shape. But this was the most motivated that I've seen that guy, like, in any of the matches I've seen him in. Yeah, I heard someone say that. I never saw his early stuff. I think it was Meltzer said, like, this is um, the first time in a long time that he's got a – he had a match like this where he was, you know, in a spot where he's against a top star in a singles match. So he probably really had something to prove. So that was cool. And I think he did. I mean, I think he could really – be like a viable guy now like they could do a lot of stuff with them both yeah companies this was really good to. uh really uh the solid brain busters which i know is big in Japan. you don't see it too much in the united states anymore um punk playing the heel uh he knew all the little phrases and stuff so he was you know he was yelling at kojima with the lariat and then with the lariat that was classic that was just beautiful and kevin kelly was uh did a good job here talking about um how kojima and since like 2009 he's not ever won a match with anything besides the lariat so every time they would tease a lariat you would think oh this is going to be the finish that was good um really just everything about this was good and it was uh the own first round of the owen hart championship and, yeah, both uh, guys were super motivated. I think, like, Punk kind of played off um, Kojima being so into it, so you could tell he was really into it. And, yeah. like, both guys were just, they brought everything, I thought. I agree. And then and Kojima uh, doing the peck pop was just great. Yeah, then he's it was uh, just like, and, boom, 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 boom. And uh, Punk looks in better shape every week. Looked great to I mean, yeah, last night. He, he's he never been a guy that's known for his physique, him. but yeah. But he lost like any of that chub that he had from being on the show. Yeah, he for looked nine really months. good. I thought, he looked yeah. great. Yeah, um, this match G- had everything I think that you yeah. wanted. If I want to nitpick, the GTS didn't look the best, but um, it's honestly not my favorite movie to begin with. But the no. uh, I'm a huge punk fan, but the move's never been my favorite. But I think it was a combination of two things. Um, Kojima's an older guy, and he's also solid, so it's probably a little bigger to get up. But also, I don't think he's could do a lot to uh, also do his part to make the move look good. Yeah, you're right. It's not like a guy that can just kind of hop up onto you. Yeah, yeah, and you then know. jump off and do the thing yeah. Stuff. But that's but honestly, at that point, it didn't really matter. So I I was so happy with that one too. So the first two matches of like the actual pay per view itself, like yeah, I think really got the crowd so into it. It was great. And I'm really excited for the tournament because I've seen some people say it's predictable that, like, it'll be Punk and Samoa Joe, and then it'll be Ricky Starks and Hobbs. I'm actually totally fine with that because mm-hmm. when I was a kid, when they would have uh, tournaments, it would usually they have it set up so the guys with the feuds would fight each other, yeah. you know, after yep. they were in. And I think that makes for more interesting matches. I mean, oh yeah, then uh, you're always cheering for those guys because you want to see that. Yeah, you don't want to just and, see a random fight, like you know, oh, okay, it starts against some other guy. Yeah. Okay. And um, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. Punk wins it. I I actually kind of think he's going to lose in the finals, but I don't know. It all depends, really. Yeah, I'd be fine if he won. Oh, I, I'm fine with any of those guys. Like, if they want to give Hobbs the push and, like, you yeah. know. And he the only one I would be shocked that would win is Dustin Rhodes, which yep, that's the only one there. I think's a little bit like. I li- I actually love Dustin, but Dustin Rhodes in this, I don't know. And then the ladies one, I think, was the same way. You know, like, you yeah, might have had kind round. of a, yeah, like, 
because you don't know, like Britt Baker against who was or Ruby it? Soho. Yeah, don't know who the hell's going to win that one. Both guys yeah, are bad. I think Britt, but I mean, players. Soho's, uh, you know, one is part of the, the top heel female group. So. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I also heard Alvarez saying that Punk's new uh, gimmick is that he keeps saying, tell me when I'm telling lies, and he just constantly lies. And I'm like, I don't think you understand the promo. Wow. All right, maybe maybe things are starting to get a, a little too cerebral for like. Yeah, well, I think guys. Those, uh, Dave and Brian really let their personal uh, feelings about punk overshadow, uh, like wow. any common sense. Uh, let's see, Orange. I also heard uh, Dave said that they had they because they were saying like they wouldn't even be in the same building of, as each other. Then obviously the elite guys and punk were here. Yeah, and he said, but they had to keep them in like separate locker rooms, way far apart. And I'm thinking, well, first of all, how do you? You mean he'd have to? Someone would have had to like stooge that to Dave. If oh, that's I'm, true, I'm I, I just think it's really lame. But yeah, uh, I don't. I don't believe that either. Then he also said today, we'll get back to the thing. Was FTR went out of their way to go above and beyond to make things right? and apologize to the young bucks and hangman page. And I was like, why, why? I, I, I kind of think this is just something, uh, someone yeah. told them or something like, what would they have to do to like be so apologetic to, to those? Yeah. Guys? I don't think they were involved at all. Were they? I wouldn't think either of them would have to oh, apologize to you. What right. the hell they do? Maybe they said a little bit on tweet, Twitter, like very lame. Like, yeah. Oh, that's, that's pretty weak. If that's the case. See here, Juan Warriot's a big fan of uh, Ruby. I love me some Ruby too. Jackson, someone needs to take Meltzer up behind the barn. Meltzer, it like, could be that time. Tell me about the rabbits again, Brian. <laughs> so then we had uh, my boy Orange Cassidy defended his the international championship for Zack Saber Jr. Katsuori Shibata and Daniel Garcia. Oh my God. I can't tell you how much I love this match. I just, I going into it, I was like, this match might steal the whole night. I didn't realize what kind of craziness was yeah. going to happen later. But I just absolutely loved every second of this match. It made me want more. I, I want, really want like, to see a Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Orange uh, singles feud because yes. I think some people don't, all right, so whenever I hear a lot of the knocks, now, if you just don't like Orange Cassidy, I mean, that's your opinion stuff. But when people say he's a bad wrestler, I really think that's, I don't really think you can even make that that claim. And also, I notice a lot of people, when they talk about the gimmick and stuff, he when he's doing the kicks and all that stuff, people don't sell those. Right. It's uh, they actually do a good job of, of making that his gim his part of his character psychology as he's trying to piss the guy off by doing something that they think is stupid and they don't sell it. So then they get mad and then they you know they make a mistake because you're angry. And so I think him and Zack Saber Jr. is a really good uh pairing. It's perfect. Uh, gimmick wise, get the very straight you know rest the wrestler's wrestler and then Orange is laid back and doesn't take it seriously. And then in the ring, they're both great. So I think that would make for a really interesting dynamic. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I would so love to see that. Because this match, like, everybody got to do all their good stuff. You know, like, Garcia, like, 
he's really developed a personality, which is so nice to see. So now he'll do his little, like, dance as he's, like, posing in the ring. And Shibata's just so smooth on everything he does. And I I don't think there's anybody like Zack Sabre. I don't think there's anybody like Orange. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I had not really seen him. I only heard from from the Inchman how Inchman could, you know, whip his ass. (laughs) Nothing against Inchman, but... That's the meanest so. vegan I've ever seen. He ta- was the tallest ever. guy in the match. Um, um, oh, and his kicks are vicious, too. Like, when he does his, like, um, PAT kick and stuff, I mean, it looks like he's killing guys. And, like, one of the things that I loved in this one, because Orange has been selling that hand forever, mm-hmm. and Zach is twisting, bending, tearing. Like, he's putting his arm, his wrist, and his hand into moves that, like, I don't see how you wouldn't be killing a guy doing that shit. Yeah. Because, like, the fingers are all going in different directions. He's got the wrist bent down and the arm bent over. And, like, oh, my God, it looked horrible. It's not, I think that's good long-term psychology where every defense of um, Orange takes a little bit out of him and he kind of squeaks by, which every week you think he's going to lose it. And eventually, you know, the hand... He'll probably can't do his move, or he'll do it, and he'll hurt himself, and then it'll lead to him eventually losing the title. But I, I like all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I couldn't like this match anymore. I, I just thought it was just right on. I agree. Orange is the best. We knew Jackie Jones from day one. Exactly, my boy Orange. I always found very entertaining. And then when he started wrestling, because um, he didn't wrestle right away, he just did the comedy spots, and I always really liked them. Then when he started to wrestle, I saw that first um, – I know he wrestled before that, but the first, um, like, singles matches Orange when it was on the pay-per-view versus uh, oh, Prince. Pac, uh, with, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, oh Pac, it, yeah, it was awesome. And, like, and like you say, before that, like, he was just that guy hanging around, and then he'd do the big dive every now and then. Yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, somebody's pulling a ladder out from below, and Orange is sleeping on top of it. And I'm like, I fucking love this guy. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't I know him, him at all uh, when he first uh, pre- debuted. on. on and you, he didn't wrestle at all. You'd just pop up in little things like he'd be in the urinal or something. <laughs> yeah, or remember the time. Funny. What was the the garage brawl there with them against um, the Proud and the Powerful? Was, oh, yeah, that was, that was great. And Orange was like in the trunk of a car. Yeah. And he came out and hit somebody with a chain, and then the best friends won. I'm like, I love this guy. I don't know yeah. anything about him, but I absolutely love this man. Too bad they're proud and powerful. I guess they don't get along, so I don't think the team's coming back. But I really like them together. That's too bad, because like I thought they were great together. Uh, Sonata uh, def- defeated Jungle Boy uh, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. I'll be honest, I thought this was... The match was just uh, never really got like going. I thought it, I didn't think it was bad by any means, but I just thought it was kind of like, yeah, it was fine. Probably, I think you're right. I think probably the weakest match of the night. Yeah. Not that it was bad, but right. like, never really got going. I don't think. Like, yeah. This. I think the most memorable stuff about this is the aftermath. Oh, absolutely. And I warned you ahead of time that Sonata was probably gonna do. The tie a guy up, uh, what does he call yeah, it? Yeah, uh, 
I there's very few things in this show. I, <laughs> yeah. Like I was not a fan. I am not a fan of the time the dude up. It gets a reaction, so that's fine. But uh, that there's there's certain levels for me where. I'm fine with a lot of silliness in wrestling. I never watch it thinking, oh, my God, this is legit. What the hell is going on? But when they do something where they tie the dude up, it's clear they could just roll out of it. I'm like. Yeah, it was like straight out of Batman. Whenever yeah. Sonata's done this, I've never It was really also understood. one of the few times Taz ever made me laugh, honestly, in commentary. He was like, no one ever put that move on me for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> the Paradise Lock? Is that what he calls it? So, yeah. But it's just like, no, if you sell that move, shame on you. Yeah, I can't I can't get behind that one. But it got yeah. over, so whatever. But then oh, we yeah, had yeah. Uh, Jungle Boy, uh, Jack Perry, uh, turns on Hook afterwards. And so I didn't see it huge. coming. I didn't see it coming at all, did you? Uh, no, but from my understanding, there's been a lot of teases on, maybe it was on Rampage, but I don't oh. always watch Rampage, so I haven't seen it, so. I didn't see it, but I guess there's been some teases on some of the other shows, maybe oh, even okay. some YouTube stuff. Because oh, Jack Perry's always been such like the the consummate good guy, you know? Yeah. So I, I did not see that coming at all. I had said a few weeks ago on In Your Head, I did think he needs a heel turn because he's kind of missing something at the moment. And my, and my idea is I would put him back into um, with Christian Cage. Oh, yeah. I, and I think his reasoning should be, I've never been as good uh, as I was with you. And Christian, you know, be like, I've never, you know, been on the top here. And, and they bring the best out of each other. And I think that would be cool. I'd love it. I think that would be awesome. Because yeah. then you could do, you could even do something a little different with Luchasaurus now. Yeah, and... I keep him maybe as the, as the muscle yeah. in the back. Um, or, you know, eventually he turns and he's the good. I mean, there's lots of things you could do. Uh, Mikey B, yo, 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 let me speak on this. Pepe Poutine, boy, Pepe, double P. I believe this is Zila. At least my prediction of Perry turning heel was right. Wow. Uh, Juan Wyatt, just one question. Better move the buckshot lariat or the Russian sickle? That's interesting. Ooh. Um, from very different eras. Um, I remember being a kid loving the Russian sickle. Oh yeah, but the buckshot lariat's very cool move. And not everybody could do it. Mm-mm. It's a yeah, it's a more uh, spectacular move. But I mean, I like the sickle too. I'm oh, I'm a too. sucker for a really good clothesline. I'll say that. Yeah, good clotheslines go a long way. Whether it's the sickle, the buckshot, or the Steiner um, line. Steiner line was a great one. Okada's rainmaker is yeah is one of a kind when he like, you know, kind of whiplashes the guy back and does the big clothesline. I mark out for that one too. Promote him more since, uh, Craven, the Hunter movie is coming out. Interesting. Maybe Jung, Jung, jungle boy can become a Craven, the Hunter character. That's kind of more WWE where they were just, <laughs> yeah, out. that's true. The Although they in the make... house. Yeah. Good to be back. Good to have you back. So I don't, we won't be doing a show, uh, by the way, the regular in your head uh, Tuesday because uh, my movies, the ones that feature Smash and Enzo Tune, are going to be playing virtually at Chattanooga Film Festival. Nice. And they're doing a watch along. So me, uh, 
the, some, the filmmakers, me, Michael, and Sophia, will be part of that, as well as stars Bill Wheaton and Michael St. Michaels. Oh, that'll um, be a good time. And then I'll, I'll probably do uh, uh, a live show after Dynamite, which will be more like a maybe. I, I don't know. It depends on how much time. But uh, there'll be stuff. So either uh, after Dynamite or after Collision or possibly both. I dig it. Yes. Clothesline from hell. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I always I really liked his. I always thought he was a pretty poor wrestler. Um, what's his name? JBL. Then when he got the JBL character, I was like, "Oh, this is this is great." He was he really excelled at that, and still not a great wrestler, but the clothesline from hell was always cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's true. You think about it. Anybody that does like a crazy good clothesline, Hanson, you know, any of those guys like that. So Mikey B, yes, the watch along will be playing on the Chattanooga Film Festival website, and then there'll be like a live chat kind of thing on, I forget the name of the, the thing, but unfortunately you have to get, you can't, it's not a la carte. So you can't just buy a movie. You'd have to actually get the whole festival, which has already started Saturday and it's $200 for the whole festival. So if you'd want to do that, you can, I would probably suggest uh, waiting because we will be releasing the movie later this fall. Also, one of my notes, um, Jack, as far as the Sonata against uh, Jungle Boy, I also like that the commentators, and I think it was Kevin Kelly, it might have been um, Excalibur, was then telling you like the differences between the AEW rules with the 10 count. I did that, too. Even our mom was asking me why one was 20 count, and I was like, oh, they just said it was a... Yep. I like that. I'm a big uh, Kevin Kelly um I've heard him in the past. I'm not a big fan, but I've really liked him on Collision, and I liked him on this show. Uh, yep. I really like Excalibur. I remember when things started, I didn't really – he was fine, but he really grew in me, and I also think he, you know, uh, became better too. But Oh, yeah, um, both guys I think have. I think Kevin Kel- Kelly – Oh, yeah. He's been doing it for, what, like 10, 12 years? So like, yeah, maybe he maybe has. Something. Yeah, he's gotten much better. And uh, I like Cass, the guys that tell you a lot of the uh, things that you may or may I not I like that, know. too. Yeah. It's more of a sports-oriented thing. Yep. I've never understood uh, the big deal about uh, Excalibur wearing the mask because it's wrestling, and guys in masks, I mean, you, you're if you're fine with a wrestler wearing a mask, <laughs> which is kind of dumb to begin with, like, why would that be okay? I mean, that kind of stuff is part of wrestling, so... Oh, I don't really get why the why a commentator doing it would be like beyond yeah. belief for some reason. Yeah, commentator or manager, whoever you know, like got a mask guy. It's cool. Uh, Ring of Honor does the twenty count. I like it. Yeah, I think it's probably better because uh, I mean they always let the guys out there for like minutes, so you might as well say it's. I mean, <laughs> that's true. They very rarely have any. Uh count outs in aw new japan yeah. or ring of yeah Arm. they did have the dq on uh on uh collision. oh that's right that's right gives you a little leeway on the brutality i agree i love that last collision on a little side yeah note. yeah last I, I liked both it. of them being awesome jay white got the win in that that last one i thought was really yeah cool. i like um that collision is really they have like a core group of guys that are like the collision crew it's you know punk ftr uh, Jay, the Bullet Club Gold guys, Guns, 
uh, Miro, Andrade, yep. the uh, it's like you're gonna see these guys every week, and they're having feuds, and I think that's um, I've always said that's been an issue sometimes in WWE and AEW uh, because they would you would see guys sporadically, and it's hard to get behind them. So if you have like a core group of guys that are always on, and then the other guys can can come and go, um, right. I think that that really helps. Uh, you look forward to every week to say, hey, I wonder what Miro's going to do. I wonder what this guy's going to do. So. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and it's kind of neat. Even if they do it, you know, more like that, like Wednesdays, you you know, they'll have their group of guys that you usually see Saturday, their group of guys. Yeah. And then Friday, maybe even sprinkle a few of those guys in. Yeah, I think that'd be Ram- kind of fun. Even though the last two weeks of Rampage have been good, in, in the long run, I feel it'll do bad but i don't know so far it's been good the last two weeks so it has it has it really picked up juan wyatt thoughts about taz coming out of retirement to team of the sun that would actually be cool who would you jung, jungle it. boy and christian versus taz and hook that makes perfect sense actually that yeah. would be a lot of fun that would be fun i would like to see that yep I'm, i'd like to see hook in a real feud because he had so much momentum and he's a guy that just naturally the fans want to love as soon as he came out there with no, I mean, no reason other than like, they just saw him and they're like, they love this guy. So. Yep. Yeah. It was kind of like that weird orange Cassidy thing. It was like every week you'd see the send hook signs. And I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Mm -hmm. And then when I saw him, I'm like, wow, this kid's awesome. I love this kid. Yeah. It's very fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Next match was the elite. And and then you're gonna have a feud with the guys with maybe the best hair in wrestling, with Jungle Boy and Hook. That's very true. Yep. Very true. Very jealous. Troy's not. He's got nice hair. Yeah, but but Hook's got that crazy anime. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's he's just got like, like the he's big got that pompadour one piece kind that goes of thing. Here and yeah, he looks there. like a yeah, he looks like a real life anime character. Yeah, he does. I think that's why like the the younger gals in the audience love them some Hook. Yeah, they they do out of the ring yep. too. From understanding, I, well, I'd understand. So uh, the elite Hangman Page, Adam Page, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, along with Eddie Kingston and Ishii. The the, the elite. And uh, so Ishii, okay, well, they wrestled the Blackpool Combat Club, Moxie Wheeler, Claudio Castagnoli, and uh, Takashita. Uh, yep. And Umino, um, whose old man was the ref in the match before. We got to see Red Shoes. Oh, yeah. yeah and right. I, I went crazy. I was like, yeah, Red Shoes. So Ishii comes out, and I'm like, what in the hell? This dude's like, he's got no neck. And... <laughs> yeah, he's so bow-legged and, yeah. like, yeah, and no neck at all. He's awesome. I love but he him. totally won me over in this match. He's freaking awesome. He's a... Uh... Just like a little, he was in most of the match. He's like a little cannonball. Oh my god! Just like I, this solid I, muscle dude. I agree, Neil. I thought like Takeshita and Ishii really like shined in that match. They were just amazing. Takeshita, a superstar in the making. This guy's great. I thought he has been for a while, yep. and I really thought they needed to really put him in the main event somehow. And then once they paired him with Don Callis, oh, this is a magic. superstar. This is a main event level pairing. It is. He has it a. Is. He he's more confident now as a heel, and he just has this look about him like he's like an asshole kind of <laughs> very arrogant. And Don Callis is just just I mean, the perfect guy with geez. him. It's, it's hard to could... say the best manager while Paul Paul Heyman's going around, but 
oh Laura Duncalis is great, and he's so hated. Oh, it's it's so awesome. You know what it kind of reminds me of, Jack is, um, oh my God, who who is uh, Muda's first manager? Oh, uh, Gary Hart. It reminds me of that. It's got a lot of that vibe to it, the Gary Hart and Muda thing. Yeah, just... and and Takeshita, like, I have no problem believing that he's gonna fuck somebody up because he is just a mean looking guy. Mm-hmm. And like he was the, actually the out here for this he one, was but, yeah. th- throwing uh at Ishii and Ishii at him like was just awesome I thought and then everybody took turns like smacking him around so and the crowd every time they'd beat up to Kester, they'd go crazy which was so great so yeah this was uh so we had like some old school matches like I said at the beginning and then we had some you know some of the crazy high fly not necessarily high flying but some crazy stuff and then uh, this match was just your uh, a big brawl, which was oh, yeah. awesome to see. Claudio, all these honestly, all these guys are really fun to watch. And Eddie just frothing at the mouth, trying to get at Claudio. Like some great stories going on in there, mm-hmm. you know. And um, the Hangman hit some crazy stuff. I think he, what did he do? He did the the forearm smash. I wrote that on my notes because. Takeshita was doing like a diving clothesline and he smashed him with this forearm that just like the timing was just so perfect. It was amazing mm-hmm. to me. I loved it. Yeah, this match was great. Um, very physical, just fun. Uh, Ishii, Ishii even got the win, didn't he? He did. He did, which was so good to see. Yeah. Yeah, that was good to see because he he was super over the match and yeah, this is good. Yeah, um, it's always nice to see those guys like that. I see. I don't know how old of a guy he is. He just looks older, maybe because he has no neck or anything. And the Stone Pitbull's a great moniker yeah. too. And he great, looks it. There's a great. Uh, they were dueling forearms between the two. You know, Asian guy. That was. I don't know. The whole thing was fun. Yeah. I think Umino's gonna be great brain buster too, eventually. Like maybe he's not quite Takeshita yet. Yeah. But but I think the shooter, because he's kind of uh, Moxley's protege, I, I think he's gonna be a real big thing in, in New Japan. I think he's gonna be New Japan champ one day. Mm-hmm. The, and not um, just because his dad is red shoes either. I think he's gonna make it on his own. Uh, Tony, then um, I thought this match was really put in a bad spot because that match he had the uh, was really you know a big match at the big feud. I think that evens up the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite because I think you're um, right. What you have to do, you can't have one team win them all if you want to continue this. And uh, so I was like, oh no, this match is put in a bad spot. Willow Nightingale versus Tony Storm, but they kept the crowd into it, so mm-hmm. that that was great. Uh, people have uh. Willow Nightingale's got this natural likability and charm. They've loved her ever since she premiered. I I did too. I didn't know who yep. she was at all the first time I saw her, and right away I was like, "Oh, she's very fun." And people, and I was like, "They should really get behind her." And it took a little while, and they did though. Yep, yep. And uh, Tony Storm, I've always been a fan of, and I like that she left WWE. And I want people to say, "Oh, you hate WWE?" No, I like I like when someone you know takes control of uh if they think they could do better and they and they do it yeah wherever they go you know if if you think um impact is gonna treat you right and you go there then by all means do it you know yeah yeah 
And so uh, this was really good. I actually thought Willow might win since she's the – but then I realized it's for the AEW Women's uh, Championship. Yeah, but at first way, it's really I thought good. both belts were on the line. Like whoever was would win yeah. would get both belts. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm kind of happy that none of the matches were like that. Like, you know, if if like in uh, the orange match where three of the guys had belts, you know, that like whoever won wouldn't get all three belts. Yeah, yeah, where it's like all or nothing kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, I like this match a lot too. And, and Willow did one of the best moonsaults I've seen, especially yeah. a bigger person do. She was just awesome. Mm-hmm. I agree. Hmm. Trying to find something. Hold on. Oh. The elite. The elite. The elite. elite. Super kick party. All right. Sorry. Here are the sensor technical difficulties. Then we had uh, Will Ospreay with oh. Don Callis versus Kenny Omega. And uh, the match of the night, I think the match of the year, one of the best matches I've ever seen. Just This was just off the charts amazing. This was one of those that, like, when people would get down on Omega sometimes and, like, geez, I don't know, the best bout um, machine, like, I just don't see it, that this guy's the best. But then you see a match like this and you're like, wow, yeah, it's this guy's legit. He's just so good. Yeah, this uh, um, I I'd have a hard time believing anybody, you know, taking anyone seriously who was trying to tell me that like this uh, that this was a bad match. Oh yeah, if if you didn't like this one, I don't know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. This match had everything. I lived for this match, like right from the get go, and it was forty minutes long, like, and it went by like that. It didn't drag at all. And both guys were just doing crazy stuff. Both guys ended up bleeding. Poor Osprey, yep. I thought, was going to, like, lose too much blood and pass out. Yeah, he, I, he, he went, yeah, he, he he bled so much, it was pouring out, and then they the match went on so long, and he's bleeding so much that the blood uh, dried after a while. <laughs> yeah, and you could still see his blood the rest of the night, like, on the uh, ring steps and stuff. Yeah, it reminded me of, like, uh, when I was a kid watching match, you know, like, the they would show, like, the Boston Garden show. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because uh, they would show him out of order, not necessarily out of order, they would show – so when they would record the Boston Garden shows, actually a lot of the WWF shows back in the day, they would have the main event not necessarily at the end because uh, it's weird that they would even think this because WWE is not necessarily – WWF not necessarily known as being like the realistic wrestling. But they would do that with the idea that it would seem more realistic if the main event was earlier than at the end and then it just goes – you know, oh, this is the end of the show. So then they would fill up the rest of the show with like uh, sometimes preliminary matches to be like, oh, you know, these are this is for TV time remaining thing. Okay, which it's kind of it's kind of neat if you think about it. But anyway, so uh, so they would show on Nessa New England Sports Network the Boston Garden show, but they would show an order of of like importance. So they have the prelims, and then they'd have the bigger matches, and then they'd show like the Hogan match at the end. And so I, so if I watch it though, 
if there was a bloody match, you would see in the middle of the car, all of a sudden the, the mat's covered in blood, but you hadn't seen that match yet. And it was like, <laughs> oh, Ho-, you know, the, the Hogan match probably going to be bloody. So I remember uh, that one time, and it was a Harley race, uh, the King Harley race versus Hogan, Boston Garden for the WWF title, and it was a big bloodbath, which was really oh, cool. okay. And the whole ring, it's like the old ECW days and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Where they just covered in blood. Yeah, honestly. Both guys bleeding like crazy. Oh, too, yeah. So they're bloody. Um, when Kenny's in a really, like, important match, like when he was having the, the title reign, mm. his matches in Japan, um, just amazing and very physical. And I think mm. people sometimes think of him as just a guy doing, like, flips or something but yeah it's not really that way it's like a, a hard hitting like a stiff you know everything stiff and the the crowd reaction adds so much to this match the blood also um they bring that up because I, there was no blood in the no. ma- in any of the match there was a little bit in tony storm which i think was you know not on perp oh okay like a, i think just out of the mouth a little bit yeah but no one you know did the blade job and sometimes there's a lot of blood in AEW, which I don't mind, but but if you do save it for one match, it does seem more important. So I was yep. surprised there wasn't any in the Moxley uh, 10-man match. Yeah. But uh, ha- saving it for this one I thought was smart because it, uh, you already had so much going anyway. You have the blood, the double blood. It 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 makes uh, much more drama, great visuals, seeing both guys just, you know, bloody, especially Osprey. Oh, um, and then there was, so they kept teasing the one winged angel, which is another long term story is no one's ever kicked out of Kenny Omega's. Uh, and he hit on Kenny Omega, and I thought, oh, this is the end. And he got the one count. Oh, it was just crazy. And like all of Osprey's, like, he, he, he'd give Kenny the. The V trigger knee, and uh-huh. then Kenny would give it to him. Yeah, but I think one of the things I loved the most was when Osprey got the Canadian flag, and he brought it in, and like he's got it between his legs, wiping himself and yeah, stuff, and yeah. like the crowd so kind intense. of Shawn Michaels kind of deal. Yeah. Look, great stuff with Don Callis. He comes out oh. distracting, and so he's got the ref between them, and this this is old school, really good stuff too because it explains why the ref doesn't see the foreign object. Cause you can see it. He actually has the ref distracted while he's got his arm around the back of the ref and hands, uh, Osprey, the screwdriver. Another thing that's, that's on been ongoing is the use of the screwdriver. Kenny's got him up and the one winged angel stabs him. Uh, Osprey stabs him in the head with the thing. And, uh, and that still wasn't the finish. Show. But when, <laughs> when, uh, but it was a great spot and oh, all so these, good. The crowd was so into it. Every time there was a near finish, everyone was just going, was going, you know, through the roof. Yep, yep. I and was he, too. I was the same way because, like, when when Osprey hit the uh, the hidden blade, when he slides down, it does that big reverse elbow, mm-hmm. which I love. I think it's like one of the coolest moves. I thought for sure I would have bet money that was the end, and it wasn't. <laughs> no, and he um. Yeah, they went nuts. It was very unexpected for Kenny Omega to kick out one and almost Hulk up. But it totally worked this match because the crowd just went absolutely ballistic. Oh, my God, yeah. It was like, um, you know, the hometown hero was there. And, like, they just, 
they couldn't have been more behind Kenny. And then especially after Will Ospreay took the flag and went crazy, and then Kenny's choking him out with the Canadian flag, and it was so much fun. Uh, Travis Sandow was an excellent show. Yeah, this was great to me. It was really a great – it was the a great stuff of, like, modern wrestling with a lot of the, the moves and stuff. Uh, with a, with a lot of uh, old school wrestling, with um, yeah. Punk playing a great heel, MJF playing a great heel, uh, even these matches that are going all out. There's a lot of psychology involved, mm-hmm. hard hitting. Uh, to me, it was really uh, even though I liked last year's, I think this one was uh, was the best of the. And I didn't so think far. they'd be able to top last year's because I loved last year's, yeah. but this one was even better. It was just amazing. This match, I just can't say enough about. It was just, it had everything you could ask for. Like, it was just foolishly good. All and then the- I love um, Osprey's other finisher. Because, like, he'll do either the, the hidden blade or he'll do that um, that crazy one where the, the, the uh, commentators were saying he dislocates his own shoulder sometimes when he does that yeah, stormbreaker move, uh, which yeah. is a great move. Um, yeah, uh, he ended up winning with that, but it took him a couple times to to do it. All aboard the Lexar Express! It's in your head time. There we go, babyface gangsta. <laughs> awesome match, Juan Wyatt. And uh, speaking of old school, does anyone remember Wildfire Tommy Rich? Oh yes. yeah. Yep, we all remember him. I was a big fan of his ECW run as the Big Don. Oh, he was so perfect in that. So at this point, I was like, oh, maybe they made the wrong choice. Maybe this should have been uh, the main event. And then I didn't realize there was still two matches. I didn't either. I had forgotten all about the Sting, Darby, and Naito match. And so I actually think this was smart. Um, I still probably think you probably had the Will Ospreay match last, but... Um, it was smart to follow it up with the Sting match because the Sting match isn't going to ma- match that one, you know, in ring and stuff. Yeah, intensity but you can. It's a very fun match. You have the nostalgia Sting and 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 really all the characters people like. So this was a smart one to put next because it's a completely different kind of match, and the crowd's going to be into each guy, so they're going to be into it differently than they are the last match. Oh yeah, so true. And a lot of the good pageantry and stuff, you know, like with Naito coming out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Naito. I love me some Naito. Uh, Darby Allen, my favorite Sting. Yep. I love uh, – this oh. is honestly one of my favorite runs of Sting. I really He's enjoy been, it. can't miss, right, you know, like lately. Just whenever I see the guy, I know I'm going to be entertained. I'm going to be thrilled. The sex gods, Jericho, oh. Sammy, and, and – uh, people know a lot of time fans. I, I kept saying, oh, my gosh, old man Suzuki. Guy. Why is he out there? But uh, he he really won me over the last couple weeks uh, with uh, with Jericho when he's doing all the sex god poses and stuff. I was like, this, this is, I have to admit, this is funny. And sometimes his facial expressions are just the best. Though, like when, when Sting and Darby came out and said that Naito was their mystery partner, and, like, you know, Jericho's all pissed off. And Suzuki's back. They're just giving a little smirk, like, okay, bring him. I don't care. Yeah. You know, it's just great. And uh, there's something about um, the crowd reaction being so big for these guys. So even if if you don't know them 
right away, or if you're not familiar with them beforehand, it, when people get that big reaction, oh, well, this must be someone. Yeah, yeah. there's a reason for it. Yep. And poor Naito, no, he's kind of on that level, I, I think, with the ace, where, like, all the years of doing bad things yeah, to his knees are catching up to him, you know? Yeah. Jericho still hit the, well, you know, he hit the knees, but he still did the line salt. I was like, wow, that's impressive. Uh, I thought Sammy almost killed Sting. He was doing oh like my this. God. I was like, he was doing the Sammy cutter or whatever. And I was like, oh, my God, what happened? He almost just landed on Sting's head, but. But he's, he's I, right. I thought Sting was going to move. I was sure he was yeah. going to move. Sting's a lot old, like 20 years older than some of these guys. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's looking pretty good. I mean, he doesn't oh, look yeah. all crippled up or anything. No, no. There's a guy that's taken, like, good care of himself because, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. Like, you'd never guess he was in his 60s. Clean living, too. He, yeah. uh, you know, stopped drinking and doing uh, other things in the 90s, which is good. Yeah. Um, I thought of you, Neil, when they started the murder grandpa chant for uh, for Suzuki. I was like, that's the fucking balls. So this wasn't a perfect match by any means. It was kind of no. clunky. Um, not everything's like super crisp, but this is a match that's really uh, a fun match, and it's about all the characters involved. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I think because, like, the crowd was so hoarse from going crazy from the match before, they needed something just to smile and cheer yeah. about, you yeah. know? So this like, was good. This was very well placed. So that was very fun. And, and I loved Sammy and, and Naito doing, like, the uh, like the taunt each other at the beginning when they first started out, and the crowd was really into that. And so that was just good to see. And like I, like I said, I can never get enough of Naito. Naito's my guy. And I then, think he was the guy that got me into New Japan. He was the first guy that just like when he would make the guest appearances on Ring of Honor back in the day, like maybe six, seven years ago. I was like, who the hell is this guy? I got to know more about him. And then the whole Los Ingubernables thing, just loved it. Ate it uh, up. Juan wants to know our thoughts on Braun uh, Breaker. Uh, I'm a, I'll be honest, I, I don't watch NXT, but whenever I have seen uh, Braun, the current, like, NXT, he's by far the best guy there, besides someone that's, like, I know Seth Rollins will make an appearance, but no. of, like, the actual NXT guys, it's not what the show used to be. But I do like Braun Breaker. I think, uh, I think he's going to be a, a star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's got, like, nothing but potential. So then uh, main event. Uh, you know, dream match, Brian Danielson oh. versus Okada. And this was just like a Matt classic. Crazy. And even after all the stuff we saw for these guys to go up there and have like like a half hour, you know, wrestling match and still keep the crowd into it, that's uh that's that's very hard to do. Oh yeah. And it's saying something for both guys, like oh, how yeah. much confidence they have. Like who would want to ever follow that Omega and Osprey match with another hard hitting, you know, tell a story match? I yeah. I don't know who the hell would want. To. And it doesn't have the personal animosity that the other one had, even yep. though like there's history here, which they went over, which is good. I'm 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 glad they're starting to do more video packets and stuff mm. on, uh, especially on Collision. Um, I think that should be across the board. I do think because you know they've been adding more guys on Creative. It's not just Tony Khan doing all the shows anymore. And I think that's why we're starting to see some of that stuff. 
That's true. That's probably just things that he's never really thought of before. Like, yeah. he probably assumes, like, if he's a huge wrestling fan, he thinks everybody knows every wrestler yeah. from everywhere. And as Tony Overstar mentioned, we even got, it's the final countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh... I mean, that's kind of a cheese ball song, but it's a great moment for when uh, Daniel Bryan comes and Bryan Danielson comes out to it. Oh, my God, yeah. I think Tony's just going to, like, you know, just surprise people and just grab songs from people, like, as they go along. I love it. I've always oh, liked that the when they use the real songs. I, I mean, I like uh, some of the goofy, like, is a man called Sting and stuff like that. <laughs> yep. but, but honestly, I mean, ECW, when they they always found the perfect songs for all the guys. And oh, yeah. when you just have like a you have a built in like uh, memory or, or emotional connection to the song anyway, it just adds that much more. Oh, yeah. I, I love the Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting every time Collision starts. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. It just pulls you right in. You're like, OK, get the popcorn. I'm ready. So, uh, yeah, this was just a uh, man of so many like. Uh, it's weird to think like Punk and MJF were like two of the beginning matches, and they and they both were great, but totally different. Yep. And um, sometimes people say you know AEW is all like one style, but there was really a lot of stuff here. You had like the old oh, school God, heel yeah. stuff. I was saying, you had like the Wild Brawl. You did have more of your AEW matches with Orange Cassidy, maybe, and then you had um, uh, the Will Osprey Kenny Omega. I mean, I don't even know what kind of like where I'd put that as a style. I mean, it's just, yeah, they were just all over the place because it had a little hardcore, you know, it had a lot of great, like, you know, just classic wrestling stuff. And then it, it had some new school stuff. It had everything. Yeah. And uh, those, those are matches you can't do every night or else you'd be, you're not oh, going to kill the long. poor guys. Cause yeah. I saw, unfortunately, Danielson got hurt during the match and um, he got a fracture in his arm. It's worse than they thought. So he's going to be out six to eight weeks. Which is amazing because, like, you could see his right arm just, he pinned it to his side. Yeah. And he, he was pretty much the last 10 minutes. 12 minutes yeah, yeah. of that match. He was one-armed, and it never took away from anything. Everything was still as believable, as hard-hitting, and perfect as it could have been. Yeah, that's nuts. So, it, And I loved I loved Danielson's look, too, with the... um. With the braided like top knot, I thought that was a great look for. Him. Oh, even our mom really liked it because yeah. uh, sometimes he kind of looks like a bum when he's got scraggly <laughs> beard, but it looked yep. good. I always think he looks better when he's a little more neater. Yeah, he does. I think, and then like that was just a real good look for him. I yeah. thought and he looked. And there was, I like the little like video showing him walking in the desert and meditating. I, I like that kind of stuff. Yep. Wrestling it builds, you know, it's just, and you don't have to do like twenty minute, you know, no. videos. It's like a minute. It's just like oh, this, you know, gets you to know who these people are yeah like when they they had first announced the match in, in new japan he had that little video package and um you know when he was challenging okada and he's like just remember it doesn't rain in the desert you know yeah. and i just i thought that was brilliant i loved it so there's a place i eat at sometimes in boston uh i think it's on tremont street it might, it might be wrong but it's around there and um, it's called the Grain Maker, and I always think if I ever huh. run into Jericho or Okada, I'm like, hey, let's go get a picture <laughs> next to the Grain Maker. That would be it's classic. The Rain Maker, the Pain Maker here at the Grain Maker. That would be classic. Yeah. I'd love that. 
<laughs> so, all right. So, awesome show. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was show- another great one where the, the final match where you had the super talented, like, big guy against the super talented, smaller guy. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Okada is uh, a really big uh, guy for a Japanese dude. And, like, he's so physical, too. Like, when he does that big rainmaker, it's just like you, you worry about the guy he's hitting when he does that. Yeah. All right. So, you want to see what's in this? Oh, yes. Yes. I'm, my guess. So, it's a big thumbs up for. Uh... Oh, I, I. Yeah. Even the matches like that weren't as good as the rest were still entertaining and a ton of fun. So. Best pay-per-view I've seen in a long, long time. It just, I was spent, like, when people bitched that it was five hours long, I I wanted another five hours. It was just amazing. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. So, we've got, uh, this is just, this is just one of the little extra things. It's a pro wrestling, uh, tease, uh, like lanyard? I don't know what you call it. Yeah, lanyard. So, that's just, that's just a little extra. This is also an extra, but it's, very nice and people who the only thing about me know i actually a big patch guy and i want to put together a wrestling patch denim jacket and i could put this on that oh, it's an nice. ftr patch i love that old school logo i really do yeah. I, I think that one's so cool and it's uh yeah it's an iron on patch i'm hoping and for a rainmaker um minifig um who is this cheetah it's a Sheeta pin. Oh, wow. Like a black cat. Oh, I kind of like that. Yeah, and it's got like the, uh, what do you the call them? The katanas behind it? Yeah. Behind it. Yep. Oh, that's really cool. That's really I like cool. that. I like that. Um, Hayabusa minifigure. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's badass. Mm-hmm. Micro brawler. I'm a fan of the micro nice. brawlers. Yeah, those things are so cool. I love them. Uh, I always say the T-shirts for last since I wear T-shirts a lot. We'll see what the autograph is, and then we'll go to the T-shirts. Who is it? Oh wow! It's it's Chavo Guerrero Jr. Whoa! But it and it's a cool old WCW eight by ten. That's awesome! Oh, That's I love really it. Really cool. That's Some like free hair transplant. Yeah, uh, yeah, Chavo. Sometime I'll, I'll have to get something to put all these autographs in. I mean, yeah, it'd be nice to have like a big book or, you know, yeah. some kind of big photo album thing. At a previous one, I actually got this banner behind me. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Oh, that banner's bad. I also have another banner from them I'm going to use on a, on another show. Another one of my favorites. It's a, it's a Blackpool Combat Club banner. Oh, that was a shirt I almost wore tonight. But then I'm oh. like, ah, the elite, we got to go. Oh, oh, I love that's that. Really cool. Wow, that's a really nice look. I don't have a Jeff Hardy shirt. No. That's a that and that's a really nice shirt. Yeah. And like I said, if you buy neat. shirts now, they're like thirty five bucks a piece. So yep, absolutely. Here. And I don't know what this is. Something I don't know. Hmm. Oh, it's a Will Osprey shirt. Oh, get out. Oh, that's yeah, I definitely do not have the Commonwealth Osprey. Kingpin. That's that's what he's been calling himself with the United Empire. So and that's interest. a newer uh, shirt. That's and awesome. Goat, greatest of all time. Intra's going to be pissed. Yep, yep. Little envious on that one. I love love that one. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Very nice. It's worth it. Honestly, it's a good deal just for the shirts, but and then you get the pin, you get a pin and you get an autograph and you get a micro figure every time then just a couple random th extra things and one of them had to be a patch was really cool. Oh so yeah. That's I always awesome. like to look make sure everything is here. And then you have a chance also Patching to get the pin too is so cool. Yeah, cuz you also get a chance I've never gotten it yet for the micro brawler there's a Chance that you'd get the limited edition one that's limited to 250. Oh, really? It's a variant, which I've never gotten that, but I have got the limited edition pin twice. I got the scissor oh, no me kidding. daddy ass pin. That's and awesome. And they're limited to 100, so that's pretty cool. Yep. And then you also get 10% off an order pro wrestling tees. And then it tells you who will be on next month, but it doesn't tell you what they will be, but it's always okay. fun to look. So next month, it is the black and white edition. So I believe I believe these are all NWO guys. Uh Randy Savage. Oh, rock on. Scott Hall. Yahoo. Kevin Nash. Buff Bagwell. Nice. Okay. Scott Steiner. Nice. Eric Bischoff. X Pac. Whoa. Love me some X Pac. And a special flag. So I, I'm thinking I'm going to have a cool Ooh, NWO flag for, uh, for life. Show. For yep. life. So You'll have that flag. Who do life. I want a shirt of? Macho would be cool. Oh. Honestly, it would be cool. But I would like, yeah. a, I'd rather, I'd like, I think, a Macho or a Scott Hall or Buff Bagwell, maybe. That would be cool. And on the Micro Brawler, will that also be one of those guys? Yeah, it'll be one of these oh, guys. Oh, that's so awesome. Honestly, any of them would be cool for the Micro Oh, yeah. Brawler. And a pin, yeah. Any, oh no, this will be really fun. So that'd yeah, be that'll be your throwback one. Yeah. So if anybody school. is interested, they're not paying me, but if you if you sign up now, you you'll get this in the next one for the uh, the June. Well, this is uh, June now, but so the July one will have those guys. So oh, if okay. You, perfect time, I think, for the Headyverse. If you'd want a pro wrestling Kate, the, crate, the next one will be all uh, NWO black and white. That's pretty. Oh sweet. yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be really cool. So I'll try to open it on the show. I'm back and better than ever. Honestly, even an Eric Bischoff. Oh yeah, cool. Bischoff <laughs> shirt would be cool, especially yeah. if it said that, like I'm back and better yeah. than ever. I didn't really People not would have no idea. Bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see here. Since they list so many guys, I I, I bet oh, it was the autograph too. Oh. Well, the autograph I assume will be, uh, you know, probably won't be guys no longer here. So. I'm going to guess out of these names, it's probably Bagwell, the autograph. That would be pretty cool, though. Or maybe you don't have anything autographed by Bagwell, do no. you? Yeah, X-Pac would be great, too. Yeah. I mean, it could be Nash, but I don't... I, to my I'll mind, be like a dream be, thing. Oh. That would be so cool. If, yeah. you know, you got a macho or a... Yeah, yeah. Hope it's or, a macho figure. That'd be sweet. Oh, that... Yeah. I, I've seen, like, when he was the Macho King on one of the micro brawlers. I think that yeah, was one yeah. of the, uh, yeah, the old ones. This will be a black and white. Yeah. yeah, that'll be perfect. I actually have the Macho King one. Oh, do you? All yeah. right, nice. So, let's see here. I, I asked for questions. Let me find them. Questions for me and the flea. If anyone can help me here. I should have pinned it. Let me look here. And it will answer these. Should we let people uh, zoom in and let us know what they thought? What the hell? Why not? All right. I'm down with it. 
Are you down with the? I was yep. gonna say down with the Brown, but that's I'll a D'Lo Brown him. reference. It's not. I'll like fight a, with them if they. Uh, yeah. Especially if they didn't like the Omega Osprey. Call Bruce, fucking shit. Hey, fight. Jack. I'm making a spreadsheet on when wrestling shows are on and what channels packages they're on. Glad to see you. Oh, that's very cool. All right, let's see. Video in and talk wrestling. Here is the link for you fine folks. Link them up. I believe this will go. This uh, will. I'll post it in the group too. But I believe this will go on YouTube. I feel like the blue meanie tonight. Yeah. Are you gonna keep it blue? Um. Until I go pink. Once I you go blue, nothing time, else will do. Oh, that's what they tell me. But yeah, I got I got enough of this stuff to uh, do at least one more time blue. So. Oh, okay. See, I'm starting to get that cool little highlight of white around it. It's kind of ringing the whole thing in. Robert Budzinski wants to know, please explain your superpowers. Ooh. I think uh, Jack has the power to kill a yak from a hundred yards with mind bullets. bullets. That'd be pretty. That's telekinesis. Telekinesis, Holmes. How about the power to move you? La 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 la. Dobbs Dean Maya, who is a top contributor, by the way. Help us uh, help the web the site here if you'd like to help uh, cover all this stuff. You can become a Headyverse member. It starts only three bucks. You get some cool perks. Check them out, and it'll help uh, pay for uh, the website and to keep uh, all this all these cool videos going. I want Dobbs to start like carrying around a uh, a quill behind his ear. I like it. I think that would be kind of cool. Dobbs wants to know what are the Flea's favorite songs by the weekend? Never heard of the weekend. Really? I never did until he was wasn't he on the Super Bowl? Yeah, tremendous. Love that guy. Actually, I I I'd be it'd be easier for me to list my least favorite songs. I, I love everything by the guy. Even though Troy's my anyway. older brother, he's like he listens to new stuff. I'm like the curmudgeon. I'm like, yeah. it came out after 1994. Okay. No, I don't know. No, I, I did like him on the, I thought he was good on the. Uh... Yeah, he's really talented. See, that's what my go-to whenever people are like, oh, there's no good music anymore. Like, well, what about The weekend? What about, you know, the Arctic Monkeys? A lot of people just don't listen to anything after, <laughs> after they get a certain age, I think. Honestly, that's probably it. I do. But you should uh, go up there. There's always good movies. There's good food you never tried. There's good show. There's a million good shows out there. Yep. Good wrestling out there. Don't just live in the past. I think that's the advantage of like when I was a teenager. It was the '80s, and most of the music sucked. So yeah, if you're gonna get people pissed. Like, it was easy for me to. About? It's easy. What to about the Pet Shop Boys? Yeah. What about them? Yep. Uh, so, uh, Clint Williams, also known as President Clinton, uh, Dobbs, what are your favorite songs by the weekend? Uh, and Clint, and he replied, every day is the weekend listening to the weekend. What the hell? 
Troy knows, Troy knows. I don't know what's happening. Uh, Budzinski, what's your favorite song about Dobbs Mia? Um, hmm. I think I'd have to go, um... Saturday night's all right for fighting. fighting. Saturday night's all right, all right, all right. Woo-hoo! I have an idea I want to do. So, currently we've been doing uh, Tuesday Night Frights, which is when I play the uh, the horror movies, but it's not necessarily Tuesday night. It's play them at 7 o'clock. So, I'm thinking about moving it to Saturday... And then, be, and then I'm going to make a theme song. Saturday night's all right for frightening. Oh. Saturday night's all right. I'll, I need some musician out there to help me with uh, just just a quick uh, ver- the music so it's not copywritten. Oh. I don't have do, to be uh, a couple lines. D, elite. D, D, elite. I could do that for you. But I'd probably have to do it after Collision since I watch Collision. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, but then it would night. actually be Saturday night. It would yeah, be yeah, like a late night horror yeah. movies for watching. That'd be fun, I think. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's not all right for. for no, Saturday night's all right for frightening. Saturday night's all right, all right, all right. Okay. Woo! Saturday, Saturday. Bruce Goose, Bruce's ghost. What's going on? Not much. How's it going? Good. All Look, he's well. got his hair dyed blonde just like the Rainmaker. I'm liking it. Mm-hmm. I had a blue streak, but it really? faded out. You're oh. be- all because of Troy. Yeah. Well, I had some extra dye, but yeah, but because of Troy, though. Exactly. So how you doing, Bruce? Pretty good. Pretty good. Funky butt loving Bruce's ghost. Did you just say funky butt loving? That's what it says, isn't it? That's that's I, your title, I believe. That's yeah. that's in like the Probably same truth in advertising like movie. <laughs> like funky butt loving. Fun, anyway. That 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 might be my new song. I've been trying to think of the follow up for uh, "Give Me That Fat Ass." Maybe it'll be funky butt loving. <laughs> that works. Have you ever heard uh, "Give Me That Fat Ass," Bruce? Uh, no, I want to. You should play it. I, I, I think I, totally... I could. You want me to pull it up, Troy? Right. Will you be afraid? Oh, yeah. All right. Nope. See. I can never get enough of that. All right. Let me find it. That was that was Jack a couple hundred pounds ago with that song. It it went, and this is not me making up, it went to number one on um, Reverb Nation in the um, hip-hop category. And I'm being uh, serious. I'm not trying to be funny all right here we go I found it. now hopefully this works all right here we go can you hear that yep. yeah take it nice bro Give me fat ass, I never pass, I never pass. I ram in deep, make them hoes weep. Give them the dick, want the hickory stick. 
Give me fat ass, I never pass, I never pass. Tapping that ass, smoking that grass, grabbing the thighs, dick on the rise, between the cheeks, making my freaks, my dick swollen, like Kenny Bowen, I unzip it, go to rip it, making them cry, going in dry, spread that ass wide, my dick's gonna slide. Give me fat ass, I never pass, I never pass. Going to town like bad news brown. You can't see me, I wanna be me. Ass I'm smacking, mud I'm backing. I'm gonna come right in your bum. Give me fat ass, I never pass, I never pass, I never pass. Ooh, fine ass, I never pass. Give me fat ass, I never pass, I never pass. Now that is music. <laughs> Do you ever pass? I never pass. I never pass. Man, I'm a Damn. So you're gonna have to save the um, the piss in your face for another day. Yeah, we, we can't just give everyone yep. everything at once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, 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 yeah, I need a follow up, and I'm thinking it might be funky butt loving. Funky butt loving. Oh yeah. Jackson, he was rocking out here in the chat. You know he was. That's Jonathan his Jackson! Yeah. Ah, I like right. the going in dry part. Going in dry. Took me off Making them cry. I hadn't heard that dry. one in so long, I had forgotten a lot of that. Yeah. Annabelle <laughs> refuses to listen to it. I don't blame her. But, you know. I was yeah, a little embarrassed that... when our mom listened to it. Oh my God. She started dancing, though. I was holding <laughs> Uh Vic Schiavone, should AEW try to book... Uh, Musk versus Zuckerberg. They are they're like saying they're serious about really wanting to fight, so I don't oh, know. Oh no. Yeah. That's never good. I would yeah. th- I honestly think uh I think Zuckerberg would go down. I don't think he'd have much of a chance. So do you have a price set in case Tony calls for that song? Oh if, yeah. Like, now who, with, I'm thinking uh Eddie Kingston. Oh, no, he was just coming back. Um, they just had his video package last Saturday. Nero? No, no. Oh, oh, oh Scorpio yeah. Sky? Scorpio Sky, I think. Yep, right. I could see that would it. be sweet. Since he's no longer SoCal uncensored or anything, yeah, do his own thing. Man, that would be awesome. He comes out, that theme starts hitting. Tony Khan starts putting a bunch of over. zeros on the big check and sending it over to you. He would get oh, over yeah. Dad pull on YouTube, give me that ass. <laughs> he knows. He never Nick, passes either. Nick Chiavo, yeah, he never, never passed. passed. 
I I've heard that you know he plays that song for him in in the and his lady as his wife. Uh, Who doesn't? You know, to get in the mood if you catch my drift. Very romantic. It's one of our songs, you know. Yeah, yeah. If anyone would like to use that at a wedding. Yep, yep. I do. Uh, all kidding aside, not that that was that was all serious too, but I get emails every once in a while about that through Reverb Nation about like uh doing like live performances places and i thought about actually submitting it like because they asked if i want to submit it to like music festivals i thought you're gonna say about you being uh a reverend then you could oh give me the people minister minister that's what it was push and shoving funky butt love and lotion (laughs) on the skin and slide it right in look at this dad pulls right me some lines (laughs) My little pu- cousin got married in- to his high school sweetheart over the weekend. All hey. because of DJ Curly Bear. Give me that fat yep. ass. Very good. Pe- Congratulations, Pepe Potite's yep. cousin. Awesome. Very good. Yeah, Very played good. at the reception or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. at the end, it's like they, they have the dance. It's like I the, was thinking the father and daughter dance. Yeah, that, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else, folks? You might ride on out of here. Yeah, I think I gotta get going, kids. So. Yeah, no, Troy gets up early to go to work, and I've, I'm gonna get up early tomorrow because I I forget every week. But Tuesday, and maybe this will take me down a notch in the cool category. But I'm gonna go to the farmers market tomorrow. That's cool. I like, I like it. it. Yeah. yeah, get me some. Yams. It'd be like Zack Saber and go down to the mall squash. here. What? Oh yeah. In the mall, five minutes from my house, there's they have a permanent farmers market. Oh, in really? There. Oh, yeah, nice. I would love that. So, like, they got the old people off the street in some air condition. That's just like ninety year old man old? selling. Nah, I go there. All right, very good. There's yeah. Anyway, no, I love it. I, I love the farmers market. It's uh, they don't have it all year here, and uh, it's every Tuesday. Yeah. So I'm gonna go tomorrow. Uh, they have them going on in uh, in Boston, too, currently. There's a really cool one. Uh, not that anyone cares about this so much, but if you're in Boston on Sundays, it's the Sawa, S-O-W-A, open market. And it's uh, it's farmer's market. People send vegetables, but it's also people uh, who have their own honey that they harvest. Oh, nice. Um, I bought some uh, roasted nuts from this guy. He had some very cool nuts. I don't know. It's stuff that I like. And they have rotating... Um, uh, food truck, so it's different. It's three different food oh, trucks every week. It's just, it's just a nice thing. Do you ever get local honey at at the the one near you? The um. No, um, a friend of our mom's uh, has been getting me local honey. Oh, okay. And so, okay, currently I have a local wildflower honey and a local blueberry honey, which is very good. Nice. I did see oh. at a, a halal shop last week in Boston. So I go to um, it's another market, uh, hay market in Boston. Which is year round, and there's a there's some little shops that are there permanently, and so there's this halal shop. It's downstairs, and it, you go in, and there's actually a a, a severed goat head, which is kind of weird. And they have it like a hand, it's like a wood sign, like hand painted red. In my mind, it's like in blood, but it says, "Well, uh, it, well slaughtered goats." Nice. So they'll slaughter your goat on premise because then it keeps it halal because they have to do it a certain way and bleed it out. But uh, anyway. 
They had I should uh, go for some goat. I'm a fan of goat. I've never had goat. So they had uh, they have a they had a walnut honey there, which I regret not buying because I've never I want had walnut one. honey. Sounded good. I bought Get this rock. Whoa! Hell in yeah. farmer's market. You're like I Charlie Brown. Rock. I got a rock. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. actually really cool. I like that. Yeah. I always like that you got some cool stuff here. I like that you appreciate uh, some the weird yeah. stuff. The simple things the in life. Yeah. That's why I like you too, Jack. Cause I think that's what I was just thinking. We have similar tastes. Well, I'm I a little envious because I think you have the, the menthol cigarettes working. Oh, yeah, and it's illegal here. Since we don't like mint. So mm. they don't allow that. It just hits me in the throat just the right way. I, I know like I'm alive this. when I'm smoking it. No. Busting nuts at the farmer's market, exactly. Well, tell me if they have the pizza tomorrow, Neil. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing at the this little f farmer's market near us. Um, they they have like a a big pizza oven that's like on the back of a trailer, and they bring it in, and so and they're only there a few hours, and they make uh like really great pizza. Yeah, the pizza's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, good night, and uh, it's a great show. Anybody that hasn't seen it. Uh, watch. Yeah, watch door, it. And I can't door. wait for the next one. Me we gotta too. wait Dad another pool. year. I'll be in Boston next weekend. Uh, Vic, local honey is great natural antibiotic. Yeah, that's actually why I first started uh, using local honey. I had really bad allergies, and it actually really uh, helped because the theory is, and I and I stand by this. If you get uh, the local honey has a little bit of the pollen in, and it has to be local. And it helps your immune uh, immune build immunity build the, up to uh, sort of like the, the idea of a vaccine. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. Well, Bruce, market. Good night. All right. Good night, guys. Ruby out. Uh, I'll probably do a show uh, Wednesday night after uh, Dynamite, and uh, we'll do our normal stuff. But Inter will not be on this week. But uh, he's he's off with his family, so so I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. All right. See ya, folks. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, drink, drink. And a fight, fight, fight. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, drink, drink. Fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre was great. He was not bad. A great big heart and a great big man. Andre was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not small. No, no, no. Andre could drink and he could fight. Drink, drink, drink. And fight, fight, fight. Andre the Giant From Grenoble, France